Hey, you watch that sass. You watch that sass. Adam, welcome, welcome, Adam, to the Experience Milwaukee podcast. How's it going tonight? Steve, I well, I welcome you as well to the Experience Milwaukee <laughs> podcast. Things are going well. How are you? We're we're very polite tonight. We're taking our time. We're taking our time. We're trying to figure <laughs> this podcast thing out after two years and ninety episodes, but we'll figure it out. Yes, we'll. You know what? One day at a time. You know who does That's have it figured out? Who? Our sponsors. They do. They do. Cost stereophones, yes. which you call headphones. Yes. Um, few spirits. Few spirits. I may or may not be partaking in an indeed flavor wave IPA this evening. I from may our or, sponsor Indeed from, Brewing. From Indeed Brewing. I may or may uh, have may have may have not may uh, given a bottle of few bourbon to a friend. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I went and bought one and gave it to him. Sharing the love. Sharing the love. And last but not least, Transfer Pizzeria Cafe. The OG sponsor. OG sponsor. Our, our, our home away from home. Hell yeah. But there is one other person that has it all figured out. I, I, I'm going to guess that's tonight's guest. Tonight's guest, Julie, from the owner of B-Sound Music Studio. Hi, Julie. Hi, guys. Julie, you're 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 lucky. Usually, we ramble on for much longer than that. Oh, I yeah. thought that was very concise. Thank we, you. Every now and then, every ninetieth, <laughs> yeah. every ninetieth episode. Yep, we figure <laughs> we get, it out. We get really concise. <laughs> um, Julie, it's a pleasure to have you. Like, uh, a, I could would say, like a lot of the businesses that Adam and I have had on. Uh, recently, over the past couple months, Adam, would you say? I, like since March? Since March, when we've been exploring yeah, parts of Milwaukee that we don't normally explore. Um, like those people, uh, we don't know much about you. And so, so that, to us, makes it super exciting um, because we're going to unveil a lot of facts. No hard-hitting questions, just fun facts. <laughs> I like facts. <laughs> Good. I or like if you want to, if you want to make stuff up, we don't fact check. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Not on the Experience Milwaukee podcast. No. no uh -huh. Um In fact, is that even your real name? Uh, we, we we looked on the website, so it's got to be true. Um, but let's pretend like us. The audience is not so familiar with you or your uh, your studio. Could you give us a sort of the high level context about both? I'll just leave it there, a number of years. <laughs> and uh, playing music, performing music, composing. And uh, I have been giving music lessons all along because I actually really love the craft and the art of teaching music as much as I enjoy playing in a band or as much as I enjoy composing. So it's always been a big part of my life. And so when I was in graduate school, I just really didn't have time to do a lot of private teaching. But then after that, I was teaching college and I was getting a lot of requests to start teaching music lessons again. And I said, well, I don't have anywhere to do that since I moved back to the east side mm -hmm. and uh, didn't own a home anymore. So I thought, well... Looks like I should probably think about starting something. And in 2016, 
I said, well, let's start looking around. Let's just see if we can find something. And the perfect spot opened up on beautiful Maryland Avenue, right across from the Maryland Avenue School. Oh. And I was just, my breath was taken away, beautiful views of the school and right by Whole Foods and thought, my goodness, this is perfect. So that's how it started. Okay. At, uh, Julie. Do, yes. <laughs> what, what was, so do you, what is the scope of then your background education to be able to teach? Like, I'm sure you've taken music theory classes, right? Oh yeah. Well, my undergrad was geared towards being a classroom teacher, which I was for a little bit. Uh -huh. And then I got hired to do some college gigs, which I really enjoyed. So uh, undergrad, mostly in education, a very heavy emphasis on vocal training. Okay. And then uh, I switched kind of, you know, to add more to the arsenal. I then wanted to, instead of just continuing on with that track, I felt I was going to add skills. Mm -hmm. So I really got deep into the music theory. Uh, I also have played piano all along. I started out as a piano major. So I have a lot of different skill sets that I've tried to pull together and develop. So my, my uh, master's degree is in music theory and composition with an emphasis on technology and um, uh, electronic music, which encompasses a lot of things, not necessarily, I don't do dance music, I don't do house music, but not that I don't like it, but that's sure. just not my scope. So I just have a lot of, I, I have a wide interest in a lot of different kinds of music. And so that's my background personally. And when I started the studio, I was looking to, I was looking to build a place to bring all of this together, everything I love about music everything I love about teaching. So I wanted to create a space that made people feel really good when they got there, not just a music store that's noisy because I don't sell stuff except for t-shirts Okay. and, and not, not, not a place that was necessarily a music school like the conservatory, uh -huh. but I was looking for more of a vibe. I was trying to, and I feel I've succeeded in creating a vibe that's, welcoming and relaxing and enjoyable so that people at different skill levels can come in and just feel like they can explore their creativity, explore something that maybe they've always wanted to do, whether you're a kid taking music lessons because your mom wants you to and then you fall in love with it. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're an adult saying, I've always wanted to learn how to sing. So I created the space and that's why it's called B sound because it's that, you know, a couple of entendres of, you know, you want to be sound as a person and mm -hmm. music does facilitate that. But also if you're a singer, you literally are the sound. Right. Right. Oh man. I love that. Ah, it, that's such a cool explanation. <laughs> I know, I know. And it, it's like this common theme as we've been doing the East Side on rallying for these businesses on the East Side. It, the common theme is just the passion of each of these, each of you who have these businesses and the desire to make it feel um, very much like home for people who, who come in. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it exactly. 
All right, Adam, I'm going to keep going. Oh, are you? Okay. No, no, I had, no. I did have a, I'm a random question. Yeah, jump in. So, Julie, I love the, I love, 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 love the idea of an open, friendly space, um, mostly because uh, we do podcasts and we could probably work on our voices. Um, <laughs> but uh, what do you mean? I, 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 what What do you mean, Steve? <laughs> um <laughs> Out of out of nowhere, the thought came into my head, it's something I've always been curious about and never really, I've never been a part of, so I've always wanted to understand what it meant to be in a jam session. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I don't, I always feel like, so every time I've tried to pick up an instrument and try to play it, I'm always trying to play something specific. Sure. But you get people in a room that they all know their instruments so well that they can just play whatever and it all somehow kind of works together. How does that work? Well, yeah, it's not that random. It's actually a little bit more specialized. Than that. Good. It doesn't all come together. So what, 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 what musicians, especially musicians who have kind of worked to uncover some of the details. I mean, there's hobby musicians who aren't seeking to understand every chord they're playing and every note they're singing. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But then people who really delve deeper into it and understand like what the chords are, like if you're playing a scale, what chords go with that scale and, you know, how does that relate to, and you know, how does this chord relate to that chord? And then you're hearing someone play this chord and that chord, and you're like, I know what chords those are, so I know what I should add in. Mm -hmm. On top of that, there's a lot of active listening. So he's doing this, so I'm going to add that so as not to step on what they're doing. It's kind of like a podcast, you know, you work together. You try not to step on each other and you work together to to create the product. And that's what a jam session is. People just basically who know the language are kind of agreeing on some common things like, hey, I like these three chords. Well, I like them, too. Let's do it. <laughs> Adam, you've been but, in a jam session. 90, I yeah, think 90 I, times. I, Julie, Julie, we're in a jam session right now, I think. <laughs> I, we're riffing. We're riffing. <laughs> we're, we're yep. riffing. I, that was yeah. okay. That's that's really really good to know. I always felt like there was something behind it, but never, just never had someone like a Julie from B Sound Music Studio to ask. So I'm glad I was <laughs> uh -huh. able to. Glad to help. Um. <laughs> so what you're so obviously you're not going to put pictures uh, on your website of people having a miserable time, but authentically everyone <laughs> looks really like it's fun, like the kids in the photos, uh, the people on your team, like everyone looks like not only are they in love with music, but they love sharing music. So, you know, what's sort of the, who's your target customer? My target customer is anyone who wants to, to learn music without pressure or, or I'm very structured and I'm very, I'm very precise in my teaching, uh -huh. but that doesn't have to be painful. It can be really enjoyable, relaxing, fun. We can laugh. Mistakes aren't important. It's what you've learned from the mistake. It's those sorts of things. That's my target person. My target person is someone who wants to learn 
and wants it to be a, a great experience. And I think you picked up on those pictures because I started the studio, it was just me. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon I got lonely up there all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> and right across from my room was a whole area that had been an insurance company way back in the 70s. But it had all these cubicles. I kept looking over, over there thinking, wouldn't that be nice if I had other teachers here? And so my vision came to, to light when my buddy Paul wanted a place to teach on Saturdays and he was teaching in my my space on Saturdays. So I forced myself to take a day off. <laughs> and I said to him, you know, what do you think? And he thought, well, that's that sounds like a fine idea. So So I invited very select people and I'm extremely picky about the folks that I ask to join me because I need them to have that kindred spirit. They have to be able to riff with me and they have to be able to, to really love what they're doing. And I don't you know, sit in on all of their lessons, but if I'm in the room and I can hear what they're doing, I'm hearing exactly the kind of excitement and fun that you said you see in the pictures. It's real. Yes, yeah. It really is. Paul looks like the kind of guy you just want to go grab a beer with. He does. I was just going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) You, you can, you really can. He is extremely talented. He's a wonderfully gifted uh, teacher. Once again, he just loves the art of teaching. He plays ukulele. He does Hawaiian music. He does uh, heavy metal, but we all do. I mean, Uh between us, there is no genre that is untouched in Uh that studio. Not one, not between all of us, we got all of it covered. That's awesome. Uh, what Adam and I like to get to after all of this, um, goodness about, you know, what you do and why is sort of when you, when you're out and about, when, you know, when you're able to be out and about, what are your favorite things about Milwaukee? And, you know, you started a business here. That's a pretty serious commitment to a city. Um, what do you love about, about Milwaukee? Oh, it's just great. I, I just, you know, I grew up uh, on the South Side, which is great in its own way, just by Jackson Park, a beautiful park. Yes. And once I, once I left the home, uh, my freshman year of college, I came to the East Side and got a little one-room tiny little messy place and I just fell in love with the east side ever since and it's because there's just so much here and you can enjoy yourself in Milwaukee if you've just got a few bucks and or if you've got a lot of bucks I've mostly been in the I've just got a few bucks category which is great because if you only have a few bucks you can go to a world-class art museum on the day that they offer free admission. Yes. You can go and walk down by the lake and see beautiful sculptures just for free. And you can stop at, you know, a food truck and just buy a taco. You can, I mean, it's, I love it. And it's, it's the arts. And even if you, it, you can call, here's a, here's a pro tip for you a poor person pro tip. Uh, If you want to go to the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra and you can't afford the admission price because not everyone can, it's a beautiful experience if you can sit there. You can actually get 
in to see the performance if you come into a rehearsal so you can see the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra for free. Uh, there's just so much here. There's and then the Kothi mm -hmm. Dance Theater. Oh my goodness, I can't even get started with that. One of uh, I've known people from from the drum corps of the Kothi Dance uh, Company and uh, just fantastic arts here and visual arts and murals and it's I could go on and on, but I think you get the picture. <laughs> Adam, the art scene is alive yes. in Milwaukee. Yeah, I would. It, 100% agree with that. Um, Absolutely. For sure. Well, I, I don't think anyone's ever said it better than that. Um, where, how, how are things going today and how can people get more involved as you, as in either today or, or into the future? Like a lot of businesses, you know, we're, we're really, you know, putting our nose to the grindstone, old fashioned, saying we're really working hard to try to keep it going because while we are all offering online lessons and for those folks who can do that, it's working just beautifully. It's not easy for the students or for the, the teachers. It takes a lot more, it takes a lot more setup everything, a lot of things have to be explained that can just be shown. And I think that's the biggest challenge that we have with this pandemic is not being able to be together to show and to share. Everything has to be described. Okay, now put your thumb on C. Now you're going to now watch me do it. And then they're looking at a screen watching me do it. It works. It really does work. But it is challenging, and it's what parents are going through with their children trying to do online learning for school. It's it's a challenge. It's it's their heroes for for being willing to to do that because uh -huh. they're not just parents now; they're educators and they're producers. Because I've got my parents who are, you know, holding the camera so I can see their child's face, and then I can see their child's hands on the piano. That's a lot of work and they're willing to do it. So we miss our students and that's our biggest challenge right now. Not everyone can do the online because they don't have the technology. Some people are wary of doing that because they are not comfortable with it. So we're, we're just like most businesses, we have to do things in a safe way. I'm not willing to put anyone at risk. It's be sound, be safe and be sound. So we are, we are currently still not open to the public for face-to-face -face lessons. Select teachers are going to be starting some limited face-to-face -face lessons with students uh, in the coming weeks, but that's each student is deciding, excuse me, each teacher is deciding and my families that want to stay online, we're still going to do that. But that's the big challenge right now. We, we miss being together. And we, we have a community jigsaw puzzle going. And I was so excited because our latest community jigsaw puzzle was 3,000 pieces. Oh my gosh. And everybody, everybody contributes. Everybody loves it. We can't even do that when we come back. We can't do stuff like that. 
man. I got to come up with some other things. Like what else can I think of that we can do safely, but as a group effort. So Mm -hmm. we do have a virtual online recital, which is not open to the public so that my students can feel like they're just sharing with other students. So we do, we're trying to do creative things to get around the challenges and we're, we're doing it. We're doing it. But you know, if people want to start online lessons, this it might be a great time to do something like that if you have the extra time right because it can work that's very true are you doing so are you still doing the voice lessons online as well yes and that okay i may i may move some of the piano lessons because i can envision a way to do that more safely with distancing voice lessons will have to remain online for quite some time because the singing projects and you can't really sing with a mask on right it's just that's exactly what i was thinking i mean i know you can't play saxophone with a mask on or trumpet either but um i would i'm just like right out of the gate, I thought, wow, singing with a mask on has got to be weird because you can barely hear people talking with right. a mask on. Right. So that's got to be, yeah, it's got to be really odd. So, uh, Julie, one final question before we, before we let you go, maybe we let you go. We'll see. Uh, maybe we keep you forever. Yeah. Um, what's the best way to connect with you and be sound? Would it be Facebook? Should people call? What's the best way? I, I'm happy to get communications with, with whatever media or out or, or platform people are comfortable. My, uh, be sound phone number, the central number, which I answer when I'm not teaching lessons is 414- 477-9251. You can also text at that number. I have an email address, which is Bsound Music Studio, all one word, Bsound Music Studio at gmail.com. And then my website is www.bsoundmusic.com. So I can also be found on Facebook. I can be found on Instagram at Julie B Sound. There you go. Is that Hit your DJ up. name? <laughs> yeah, that's my DJ name, Julie B Sound. <laughs> Julie, I honestly, when you said you don't, you don't like get into the uh, like the EDM or electronica. I'm like, oh man, you'd be a your DJ name would totally be a DJ yeah. Julie B Sound. And yeah, the fact I know. That you just said it made me really happy. <laughs> Julie be sound. Yeah. Julie be sound. <laughs> well, we may have just come up with a new idea for you, so you're welcome. Yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that was us. <laughs> that was all us. Julie Julie said it on our podcast, so we came up with it. We always take the credit, yeah. Well, Julie, this was awesome. Uh, great story, and I uh, loved having you on the show. Adam, uh, you as well I, for this one. I, we'll, you know, yeah. For this one only? Only, only this one. <laughs> But thanks, Julie, thanks so much for the time and for coming on and sharing your story. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was really fun. Adam. Steve. And now, Milwaukee's own Black Belt Theater.